No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Cannabis. Yeah. 
with two locations, one in Forest Grove and, and the other. one in Hillsboro. Wow. Wow. What and else is popping at Hillsboro? I work at Hillsboro. <laughs> what? Oh, Apple's popping. So yeah, if you come out and Go visit an either one of our locations, I am at the Hillsboro location and then our beautiful old Forest Grove location, come in and visit. Mention that you listen to No Simple Road and you will get 10% off your purchase. 10% off your purchase. And, and, a a and a free t shirt. And a free t shirt. Oh, sorry, writer. 10% off. <laughs> and a free t shirt. Yeah. It is. It's December. Will Santa Claus oh. be visiting? Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah. will be coming up. I will, I, I, I'm not sure the exact day. I think it's day before Christmas. I will be playing Santa Claus, Canna Claus. Wait, wait. You're not going to be playing anything. You, I will. Yeah, you're just you sorry. I will be. Re- re- you will. Well, he has to act like that. He has to say play. I will be Canna Claus. <laughs> you mean Canna Claus is coming yes. to yes. that store? Yes. Okay. To town. Come on, you're just revealing yourself to as Canna Claus. I still right. feel like you haven't marketed it enough. Like you can. That's a big role. That yeah, you I could. We'll I talk know. about that. Well, this is a defined commercial. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I got a family. So yeah, on come, us. come visit us if you got an ache, a pain, whatever, a little depression, a little not depression. You just want to get loose. You just want to take care of your head. You come get see weird. us. Yeah. Yeah. You need your medication. Yeah. You just want to chill. Whatever. And we will t- we will educate you if you do not know on all the topicals, edibles, smokables, dabables, vapables, crammables. There's so many edibles. Don't jam them or cram them. <laughs> so yeah. So. Come on out, visit us. We just got over a very, very busy. We had a huge Black Friday sale. I hope some of you maybe made it. But yeah. anyway, we will have Christmas specials coming up. We will announce those as they happen. And I will be playing Canna Claus on the 24th, the day before Christmas. You, you went from not knowing when to giving them a specific date. I just remember. So I, I, was, I was taking care right, of my so head. All right, I'm taking control. So, all right. Everybody head out to the location in Hillsborough or the one in Forest Grove. Tell them that you listen to No Simple Road. Get 10% off your purchase and a free t-shirt and... Get... get m- well, <laughs> no, no, no. Take care of get your head. Get Take loose. care of your head. <laughs> get jiggy with it. Take no. care of your head. Damn. <laughs> Define. Osiris Podcast Network. You know what, you guys? What? What? Music Tell us in- what? The music industry is changing. Yes, it, it is. is. It's constantly. So check this out. There is a new podcast on Osiris. It's a three-part thing. It's called Let Creativity Flow. And it's sponsored by Splice. Splice is this is software that a lot of the artists are using to make new music. And uh, it's three-episode series that explores the evolution of music and technology through the eyes of artists, music industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and journalists. The show explores the fall of industry gatekeepers like record labels, how musicians use technology to create hits, and the future of music creation and collaboration. Let Creativity Flow features interviews with John Barber and Aaron Magner of the Disco Biscuits, Steve Martosi of Splice, Andy Weissman of Union Square Ventures, and more. Visit OsirisPod.com forward slash creativity to check out this new show, which premieres on Monday, November 18th. Cool. I want all of you to go check it out. Do your homework. Yes. Because stuff's cool. And yeah, like just sounds rad. Dude, behind the scenes is always awesome. And learning about like how the music that we all listen to 
how it gets made. Well, and how it's changing too. Like, what are they doing? Are they adding subliminal messages? Have they always been doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get into that, but oh, man. go check it out. You got to tune in to find yeah. it. Well, yeah, we'll have to find We'll only know once we listen. Listen to that creativity flow on the Osiris Network. Podcast Network. Shop quartet, uh, a shop tour bus quartet. A shop tour bus quartet. <laughs> Go to at shop tour bus on Instagram or shoptourbus.com online and pick yourself up a new shirt. Don't be like Aaron. Don't be that guy that wears the same thing to every show. You don't. But you do don't do that, that anymore. Anymore. I don't anymore. I started wearing my shop tour That's bus. That's the stuff. old Aaron. Mm-hmm. That's, that was that was that so was one yes, shirt, twenty one eighteen Aaron. Aaron. Wonder what Aaron's gonna wear this time. Yeah, he's gonna wear that one no simple road shirt that he wears all the time. He's gonna wear the transitive nightfall of diamonds shirt that he got from Shop Tour Bus with the no simple road logo oh, on the back. Yeah, that just sounds cooler. It does sound cool. Or when he gets mouthful. his Saint Stephen hoodie for his birthday. Birthday. Then he'll wear that to the show. You guys could be dressed in a. St. Stephen hoodie too, or an Eyes of the World t-shirt, or a Blue Light Cheap Hotel, or a Steal Your Tape steal shirt. Your tape drums, in cool drums in space. Drums in space. Every time I hear that, it reminds me of pigs in, in space. space. <laughs> anyway, so you guys know what to do. Get yourself a hand-designed one-of-a-kind box that has a bootleg on the inside and has all kinds of neat trinkets and whatnots on with it. And since... You're all part of the No Simple Road family. You're going to get free shipping with your order when you put in the promo code No Simple Road, and get more than you, you bargain for. for. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. Osiris. Hi, my name is Tim Whedon. I'm the host of the Daddy Unscripted podcast. No, it's not just me talking with dads about being dads, and it's not just for dads, that's for sure. What it is is a varied spectrum of inspiring stories and emotional tales from a wide range of guests that come from the world of sports, of music, and even the guy that lives down the street from you. Not that guy, but the other guy. Yeah, that one. I can pretty much guarantee you're going to get something out of every episode. So come check out the Daddy Unscripted podcast. Pause. You are not Santa Claus. Well, take are it. you? Huh? Are you is. Santa Claus? I, yeah. Hey, no. No Simple Road <laughs> family. Welcome back to another magical episode. Installment. Episode. Tuna. We went. We were. We had episode. Okay. We call them episodes. You're an episode. Chapter. Some people may call them installments. Chapters. Hi. I don't know. But I, welcome. I refer to it as a show. To, okay. Welcome to the show. Another thing. The show. We did a thing. We're doing a thing. Welcome back, my friends, to the okay. show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside.
Okay, no. Okay. Don't do that. No, that was, no, it was good. It just... What do oh, you I was say waiting after for the that? music. Open wide, come inside. <laughs> <laughs> this week's well, guest. <laughs> that's a song. Hey, sure. All okay. Right. Hey, this week's guest is Mason Warner <laughs> from, from the lot. And, and Mel, wow. Mel is baked. You should see her eyes. How yeah, you feeling, babe? Um, I'm feeling great. <laughs> I'm feeling good. You're feeling groovy? Yeah. We're in the house, you guys. It, it's freezing. It's, well, yeah, yeah, we got forced freezing. inside. No, it's literally it, freezing. Yeah, we had snow on the ground for the first time this morning. It, it was more frozen rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just okay. like ice chunks. It, it was chunks of frigid. You're all excited and giddy earlier this morning calling it, it was snow. Beautiful. I don't well, know well, what's it changed was, now. Because <laughs> now like we're, the in, date. we're in now front of laying it down. And and now, oh. now it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's like, okay, it didn't snow. I saw a little puddle of ice. I saw a puddle of ice. No, it, no it's it freaking cold, man, and it's painful to sit out there. So we're in the dining room. That's why in it our sounds warm, different. comfy house. Yeah. yeah. And you know With what? mood lighting. Mason Warner from The Lot is part of Play Dead with Jeremy Dean. Yeah, we learned a lot. And George the Tour Kitty and I love George. A lot oh my god, he's things. so cute. He does the cutest George stuff. George the Tour Kitty. George the Tour Kitty has tents in every hotel room. Yeah. He gets a fort. He's chilling. And dinner. <laughs> I you know, I think that cat may have the headiest, coolest life out yeah. of any cat on the planet. Well, if or anybody out there, or person being, he's wants, just got if the best. Anybody life. else has a, another tour kitty that they want to talk to us about? Let us know. That's Hit us joke. up on no yes, simple please. Please send us stories no about your tour, tour animals. We saw a tour turtle. Tour animals? Remember up at oh, Summer yeah. Meltdown? Yeah, we did. We saw that dude. I forgot about. Maybe that, we that need to start keeping logs. tortoise around with him. Uh, this has nothing to do with anything you either. You were just saying, but I want to remind everybody out there that. Early bird tickets just went on sale for Northwest String Summit. Whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop de whoop. And tickets are on sale for Skull and Roses Festival. Yeah. Skull and Roses, and Skull and Roses Ventura, California. And I and I'm not gonna flail and not say hi to to Jeremy this time when Mel says, Hey, there's Jeremy and I'm like, Ha yeah, and walk away. You mean Dale? Yeah. Yeah, Dale. Yeah, Dale. Wow. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. We meet a lot of people. Yeah. We're very popular I'm not your guys. Fit Bob. <laughs> Bob, where's no That's Bob? It. I quit. I'm, I'm going home. Aaron, oh, you're shit. the brains. Remember that. Uh, dude, we're in deep oh, shit. <laughs> wow. We wouldn't know how to stop it or we just have to keep talking. Just all the keep time. going. Be like Aaron laughed. I guess well, we're just talking forever. Just keep talking, you guys. That's that's what that's our job from now on. It's no simple road and what we do is talk. And I mean that's kinda that is what that's we our do. thing. Yeah, it's always been our thing since we started. We talk and get other people to talk. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. What a cool job. Yeah. I, I was it's just telling my, it's we not just a job. We just finished. Yeah, it is a pace. Yeah, it's, this is a job. Uh, I need a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? I just told Mel and Apple and Ryder, we just finished uh, an episode or a conversation with somebody else that you'll find out later. We can talk to them about them. We can say. So okay, can yeah. We just music. talked to Madison Warden and the Mama Bear. And I told the crew here when we were done, I said, you know, now at this point with the show, I just want the guest to 
to feel like they had a good time talking to us yep. when we're done. Like that, if that happened, they visited the house, they had a good meal. Mm-hmm. We hung out, smoked a bowl or not, or whatever you want. And then kicked it and had a good time and went home happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's like, I, like I feel like we again. accomplished yeah. our goal if we do that. Yeah. And yeah. didn't stay too long. Didn't stay too little. Yeah. Stay just right. With, with the holidays just having passed with Thanksgiving, just having been upon us in the Valley of December. Yeah. What is too long? Staying too long. How do you know? Everybody has an internal clock. And that's Mm -hmm. on a, that's on a one. How do you know? Let's, let's give a tip. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is a tip for that. A clue. First of all, you have to pay attention to the time period because no matter what, unless you just met these people, you know, their schedules, unless you know, you were either coworkers at friends or like, you know, a close family friend. So, you know, if they work nights, you work days. So pay attention to the time. That way you yourself can be like, Ooh, I'm having a great time, but it's yeah, but, X amount of 30. But there's those people and I'm, that it doesn't matter. Like with Jake and Brynn, it doesn't matter. I don't feel like they could stay too long. It, I would I'm say. I'm talking about edit. You just said I, etiquette. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, how do you know? Like with them, I could say, I'm going to bed and go to bed and they could hang out and it would be no problem. But, but when I'm at somebody's house, I know that I get anxiety about when it's time for me to go. Like, when am I supposed to leave? You're, for the record, you're always wanting to leave too early. And I'm, See, that, my, I'm that person that's like, I'm sleeping on your couch. I, you're not going to make it home. Yeah. I'm, I'll be I usually morning. leave more towards leave early. The second I think, should I leave? That's what, like, it's downhill from there. So is the is the <laughs> trick to, to wait I until stay one person splits and then that's your exit forever. cue? I think you just have to feel it in your gut. Yeah, it really is. No, you don't want to jump on other people's exits. What if you have have to leave early and the other person doesn't, or vice versa? Okay. Or what if what if the person you're around genuinely wants you to stay? Yeah. What if they're just having a good time? I like to have comfortable uh, silence with people, so like you can't even trust a good silence. This is what's another awesome thing. When people start dwindling away and then there's a small core group of people that just stayed around and awesome stuff can happen during that time. That, yeah, that's when the party goes. That's when the okay. yeah, I was going to say danger that's, stuff. That's also like, oh, okay, the, the early leavers are even gone. In, okay. Let's really party. No, even wow, in our group, the like when Aaron's fell asleep early and me and you and Ryder got to hang out by ourselves, it's been super fun. Or when Ryder's Wait, not there, uh-huh. me and you get to hang oh, out. Oh, you mean when we're like, Grandpa went to bed, let's party. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> Now my feelings are hurt. No, it was. Both those examples were when I was gone. (laughs) It was. It was an honor of you. That's why we're paying Alma. It was an honor of you. We were giving you an example. Bullshit, Apple. Not you guys. You guys are rude and mean, and I stand up philanthropist. (laughs) What? (laughs) What does that even mean? Explain. Bullshit artist. Oh, stand up. That's from History of the World. I'm a stand up philanthropist. Have you bullshitted this week? Well, no. Uh, all right. Anyway, that was a deep yeah. cut. So, yeah. Yeah. Deep cut. Hey, that, oh, like I'm the only one takes it off the rails. Or here. And here we are with Apple off the rails, everybody. The you rails. should have a side segment called off the off rails. Off the rails with Apple. Listen, I don't know if that's what you wanted with that, throwing that in there. No, I, I, I honestly was thinking about that. Like when you go to somebody's house, 
How do you know? I, I'm, you I'm don't. Look, That's what look I'm man, if it's you a, haven't figured it out from listening to this show yet, I'm a little bit socially, socially awkward. A little bit. And you talk about it so because much. Because the reason you are it's is to it. Yeah, listen, it's a, listen, it's a the big reason thing I think you life, fixed a lot of it. And I think a reason it was because like this question, you're thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. Like especially something like that, going to somebody's house, why thinking. would you even be thinking before you go, when yes. am I going to leave? Dude, yes, I, okay. Apple, Because everything's yes. on a point. Hold on, let me I'm finish. with you on this Everything's kind of on a point by point basis. I mean, you don't know until you get there. Why build up anxiety of like uh, anything? I, I, I of may anything. have to leave early, playing out scenario. It you doesn't just even go. start with anxiety. My go. thing about it is, my house is my favorite place to be. Uh, so when I leave, there's usually a part of me that thinks, "I wonder when I get to come back." Okay, I'm thinking about what to say four days before <gasps> I even go. <laughs> for real, for real, like. What are we going to mm-hmm. talk about? What happens if there's a lull? Okay. What, yeah. Well, and yeah, I don't. And and it's not like Stop. it's oh, okay. I'll just quit. <laughs> well, yeah. just, just, well, that thing still, that your brain does on its own just not just that stop whole doing thing. You're still stop not, it. Aaron. You're still not going to know. There's like no book that could be like, okay, here's the proper etiquette for you know if Joe and Barbara aren't talking, like now's the time to leave. You know, there's no way you have to go into each instance because yeah, it could be the party of the year or it could be the dud where you're like okay now i can think about oh god i gotta go i don't feel good I in think, the moment so lie in to the people mo- in the moment no i don't think that i think no, especially when i get invited to a party i want to hang out with the person that invited me and meet their friends or hang out with the mutual friends so it's not about waiting to leave it's like I can't wait to hang out and talk to X, Y, and Z and talk to see what, what are they about? What do they do? What's going on in their world? Like literally being in the party. Right. That if, if I think of anything beforehand, it's that like, Ooh, I get to talk to, you know, Jasmine or whatever. I, I've been wanting to hang out with her and see what she's about. She's Who's Jasmine. I haven't met her. Jasmine. I, well, she, well, she is go. a name from work, but I just threw that in there just because oh. of her. See, if you uh, would have hung a, out longer example. at the party, you would have met known. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but every, but not everyone's a people person. When I, I'm around a lot of people, I'm like, Ooh, I get to talk to so many people and hang out. You get me behind a mic. You cannot shut me up. You get me in a big social situation and it's, I, I compensate for my uncomfortableness with dumb humor, not dumb humor, uh, extroversion. I, it's a weird thing. Like I know that there's people out there that understand what I'm talking about. People that, how do you do it? Like, do you, you, can you tell when you're doing it? I should say it all the time. Unless, unless it's people that I'm super comfortable with, like, I'll use Jake and Brynn as another example again, or Cody. Like I'm comfortable with them. So I don't feel like that heading to Jake and Brynn's house. I don't feel like that. But if we were going to a party, but can you get it at Jake like, and Brynn's house? No, I don't feel like that. I could fall on the floor foaming at the mouth at their house and no problem. But like going, <laughs> going to your that. works party at the park, flipping out, heading over there. Like, what am I going to talk to these people about? I'm weird and they're not going to like my weirdness. And if it gets quiet, what do I do? And how do I know when to leave? And how do I know how long to stay? And all of it is going on in my head. That's why I forced myself to enjoy comfortable silence. Because I used to do the same thing. And it was like crippling me. Mm. In like social situations. Like I'm just going to fucking 
learn how to like this. <laughs> I got to learn how to like being uncomfortable. Or not just uncomfortable, being comfortable with it just not being Yeah. And I and I noticed something else too. I mostly at work I see this when the conversation has a lull, people cannot stand it and they take out their phone. Yep. Your the phone is the escape you button. do that? I don't. I've since I noticed that I stopped myself from doing it. Cuz I I feel like it's you're pushing the the eject button mm-hmm. on the group of people that you're with. And when you yeah. do that, you're like I'm out. And <clears throat> once you're aware of it, isn't it weird how quickly you like go to do it? And oh, yeah, and and it's a, as it's soon a, as it goes quiet, you just go like check your pocket and you're like what? Okay. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Okay. And it's What it's, do you think's going to happen? Like uh, when when you get anxiety, like what's the punishment? It's like not what's it's punishment. There's it's, no. It's yeah. it's just being uncomfortable in the situation. Right. There's no. It's not thought out to uh, an end result. Like the whole party's going to be. Like, I just don't ha, like ha, ha, this fool. No, over it's, here. it's more no. like I just you don't stay like too this. long, buddy. No, it, it's well. Then why do you feel like you need to change it if you just don't like it? <sighs> There's the, it's that thing of not liking people. People, including myself. Well, I'm, I'm talking about your specific situation because you brought yourself up. Don't like being uncomfortable. And learning how to be comfortable being uncomfortable is a hard lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. And, but it's not impossible. And, and I've told you before about tripping that that has helped me immensely um, in learning how to be comfortable being uncomfortable with the day after rolling. Or the day after the day after, like, you know, it's going to happen. Right. And at first I would like just waller in it. And after doing it for years now, I'm like, okay, this is just a feeling and this, this will pass. And, you know, I'm just in it, I'm in it and whatever. But the anxiety in a social situation is way different than that. And like you were just saying, what what do you think is going to happen? There, it's not thought out like that. It's not like, well, if I say this or that, then they're going to laugh at me or whatever. I also mean to like yourself, like it's your, a it's your a body. It's your a physical manifestation. Like it's it's a physical feeling of like palms sweaty. Mom's feels spaghetti. like someone's no. gripping <laughs> the inside of your chest. Yeah. That's what I get real bad. Just yep. like a your heart doesn't feel good and mm-hmm. you have that knot in your stomach and your, your head, shoulders you, get prickly. You, yeah. Could this be a hereditary issue? I, don't I know. mean, maybe <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we like are from the same, yeah. both we're from the same litter. Describe mm-hmm. the same thing sometimes when you have, yeah, that that's weird. That's really weird. It's but then when you're, I mean, and when it doesn't go away, once you get there, no, you're not oh. like, okay, now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, so, okay. I've found recently that once I get there, I forget about it. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Then I'll forget. Then you let yourself get into yeah. it. and But okay. that's new. That's new. Is that part of the ways that it's helped you? Yeah. Because I was just about to ask that. Like, So then how has taking psychedelics helped you if it's still crippling at times? Because I'm aware of it, first of all. I wasn't even aware of it before. Like it was just happening and it was a a mode of name for it. It was a mode of living. There was no identification of the thing. It was just happening. Now, at least I saw it 
And I'm like, oh, that's a thing now. Let me deal with that thing that happens. So I'm trying to think of a situation that we've been in recently that was like that. And I can't think of one, but like Sydney's wedding. No, that that was all home family people beautiful fucking wonderful people i think i think that that like state of being does mess with your memory i really do what do you mean i think that it's harder to remember things when you're in that like panicked anxiety thing because like i lived in that for a very long time and there's like whole parts of time time that i just can't remember at all do you are you do you remember being a shallow breather during that time or i'm not currently a shallow breather (laughs) i i i've uh, since i've been aware of it i've gotten better at it but it's still something i do why do you bring that up mel because when you're having panic attacks or anxiety attacks most of the time people aren't breathing or they're breathing very shallow. They're not allowed to get enough air in because their hearts are beating quicker and everything's constricted, you know? So during those times you, it's almost like a, like you've, you're passed out consciously. Mm. Like you don't really have control of anything, but you're conscious, but so like on the verge, you're literally restricting oxygen. Yeah. So if you're passed out, your brain isn't recording the memory of it's anything. It's fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, sympathetic, parasympathetic, you mm-hmm. know? And so when you don't breathe properly, and I know because I listened to Aaron breathe too, that he, it's, I mean, you, you breathe through the mouth, so it's not going in through down that passageway and it it's shallow. And like, so when you have shallow breaths, that is just a and that's one it's amazing I, thing that, can be worked that on that, that, would help. that would thing help we've heard our whole lives too that helps so much when you actually start doing it of just like when you're upset or not feeling good stop well that's breathe, breathe. like 10 20 deep breaths it i credit psychedelics all of a sudden once to showing me that's in there it's like okay i i credit psychedelics to showing me that because i can i get like that still currently in social situations at work talking to customers and psychedelics showed me how to breathe my way out of it yeah I i'd agree with that is how the, the importance yeah. of water like, like the importance yes. of water mm-hmm. and Breath breathing and, and everything space. through in being space. in that that reality that space right. psychedelic. yeah it does make you learn it like shit. imprints it on yeah, you. yeah it does and you feel it you actually feel it mm-hmm. with all your senses and it i think that a lot of us that are in this community uh, and just i mean, i can only speak f- to what I know. I'm sure that in the wider world, excuse me for a second, <clears throat> there's plenty of people that deal with this, but I'm talking about what I know. I think in this community of people, a lot of us started out feeling different in the first place. And and that led us to the music and the scene and the and psychedelics and all the stuff we felt other in the first place. At least I did, and I know a lot of my friends did. Oh yeah. And so there I would imagine there is a high concentration of us that feel these feelings and, and even outside, I'm just speaking to what I know, you know, well, you're human. So I think you can extend it, but psychedelics really has taken that thing and show me that it's a thing in the first place. And then also it's like Apple just said, it's shown me 
how to feel it in my body and what I can compartmentalize it now where it would just run away with me before. Now I'm like, oh, that's just ang- my anxiety right there. It shines a light yeah. on it. You can look at it. Oh, and that's confront a, That's it. that thing yeah. that, that lives over there. Shut mm-hmm. up, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut up. Shut yeah, up, shut thing. up, thing. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on that. Well, you asked. Random. Oh, how you yeah. know when to leave a party. But yes. so since uh, that made me think of another side little thing, because you asked a question. Since you always talk so specifically, you two, baby, all of us. But since we talk about the importance and the awesome things that psychedelics has done, what are some of the negative effects that it has had, either physically, mentally, emotionally, like whatever way mm-hmm. no um i think for me uh forgetting words is one negative that happens occasionally why do you blame it on psychedelics because that shit did not happen before that it, and it's not like um it's not like oh i just for, forgot that word it's fucking gone and, and sometimes i have to think of another word to fill that space because that shit is just not I get there. that like ID you it's guys a pointed it space. out to me I notice it more like trailing off on sentences I oh, just yeah. won't finish and then I've tried to justify it like like well I'm just I've just learned that language isn't that important <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you're I need rushing. to finish my so well, and a lot of times that's true with us a lot of us he do just that. did it while yeah, he don't did. about us like we've started doing that a lot with each other we have a long time where you don't have to finish your sentences yeah. with people you're really close to Right, you, you start to say something. They look at you like, "I know what, you, what you're going to say," or something. It's like, "Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I think but that's I that's the biggest for me, especially doing the podcast, mm-hmm. and um, it'll creep up in the worst possible situations, and it it's a I can feel it physically feel the whole of lack of knowledge in that <laughs> like it, it's like you know you're poof, you're going space. you're going, going along cruising along dead. and then fucking right on your face dead and space. just like and it and it like i can feel it in my body and it, and i want to know it and i I'm trying to remember and then it's just not there anymore bye and i i credit psychedelics, psychedelics. with that okay. what about you mel me well i definitely share that same thing and the reason i know is because i felt it happening gradually like every time we would come back like the after effects for me is yeah there's a little bit of fatigue a little bit of whininess you know like you know (laughs) involuntary slapping aaron um i talk to myself a lot more Mm -hmm. and i um, yeah, the, I guess the forgetfulness and the, the talking to myself, but I don't necessarily think that that's negative. I've always talked to myself, but, but I'm weird. Out so. loud. Like She's I, really been, since the last two I trips. F- I feel, what's it, happening. When you're by yourself, Well, right? what's happening. No? no. Okay, no. I do it. What's happening is, is like, say I'm near you and I, was thinking about a conversation we had or something that I want to tell you based on what just happened. And I will answer it exactly like I'm talking 
to my having head having the conversation yeah yes and and i do that with no i all do the time. i do both sides of conversations all the time too i just only do it out loud when i'm by myself yeah i, I don't limit it. it that's the thing it's like it's just happening uh-huh. like i'm just like Ugh. about you apple well, my, mine is what i think you'll all agree on that and mine is it's like that double-edged sword it, i'm getting out of it what i want and that is not caring about this other reality Wow, I mean that's why we take that to go there like that, like you do, like that part of you where we've seen those people at the show that you can tell, and and not just the show, five thousand yard stare. Yeah, they're not up here anymore, but that's scary too. So that that to me is what I know. You know, sometimes it makes it it makes a lot harder after a festival to go back. Yeah, to drive down out of wherever you're at at a festival to integrate back into work. Second nine to five having to put on that smile that gets harder and harder every time it's yep. a more of a chore to like oh, it's hard it's squeezing into clothes that don't fit anymore yeah because it's like you really like that. Like, it's I just don't like care twilight about zone that. yeah and that stuff doesn't yes, matter it, I that don't stuff care about doesn't it. matter and yes. that's the hard part for me is coming back to be like that's a, a really good one apple I kind of like giving one. yourself the shyness routine <laughs> like I, okay i gotta convince myself that i like going to work because i gotta pay rent i wish you guys could see how he did that it's one of our sponsors. Come on, man. <laughs> but, well, no, everybody I'm, I'm has that same thing. Like, it doesn't matter wh- how amazing your job oh, is. No. It's the the going back to whatever it was that wasn't there when you yeah. were in that space. But then the other choice is being all the way gone. Then I could be that dude down on Burnside, fucking yelling, That's stretching your penis on the street corner, <laughs> going. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that yeah, hey so, man that guy yeah. might be talking to the you know aliens yeah. for all we know or angels yeah you know and, and the forgetting for the forgetting also yeah all <laughs> i think all of us i've always been daydreamy but i have noticed i'm a little more daydreamy s- well, let's say the main spacey. thing since you've been doing psychedelics that horn that's starting to grow out here. <laughs> <laughs> i always had that i just had hair to cover it before i'm but it's a hairy now. horn yeah let ryder uh, say that was it. That was it. No. That's it? That was it. I just get daydreamy. I, I really like... I Okay, so it's kind of the same thing. You're kind of checking out. Yeah. On what, like, I mean, like the day after, like, isn't that bad, I don't think. Whatever, 25 years. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have very many negative aspects of tripping okay. i don't trip super often that too so. i can compl- i've complained a lot and quit doing it we did I, I, the aches and pains and everything i've i've justified that it's like okay i would still at 50 years old be getting aches and pains i would rather associate it with having a great time and dancing and <laughs> three yeah. days of Amen, fucking brother. fun because Preach. you're gonna have that i'd rather have that pain of like a reason like why do i feel like this on monday morning well because you just raged for three days brother mm-hmm. yeah. instead mm-hmm. of be like why do i hurt because you just laid around all week potato chips yeah i don't blame I, potato chips. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's potato chips. Dear Mr. Potato Chip, I'm very sorry for the comment I made on air this week. I th- I love you. I think it's rad that we all get to go crazy together. Yeah. As a family. I agree. And that includes Going all of you. The rails on a crazy that includes train. all of you guys out there too, man. Like this community of people is amazing and we're here for each other and Believe it or not, we're here for you guys too, man. And it, it's real. The struggle is real. I know it's a funny saying. Yeah. But I feel like I, I don't feel like this. Mel and I have actually had the conversation like, okay, 
we're seeing how far the rabbit hole goes like this. We've made this choice. And when you have that commitment with other people around you, it doesn't that scary part that Apple was talking about doesn't feel quite as scary because if I didn't have other people around me to bounce this stuff off of, I would be worried that it was just me or that you're like breaking your head. Yeah. And I'm not, man. You know what? Well, that's why we tried to create and be part of this community is so we have each other. Right. There's a whole lot of us like this. We're finding out more and more. Mm -hmm. And we've all been that. Well, I don't know if all, but we've been that person that feels like you're alone in it. And when you take psychedelics and you're off by yourself, sometimes that could be. Yeah. After a show and you've been out there for a couple of days and, and riding the cosmic rail. Yeah, and then you come back and you're like, oh, shit, I broke my brain. Yeah. But, but that's when you got to look around at the nearest person and be like, include me in something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no come simple here, road. I broke my something. brain. Yeah, man. Include me in something. And I think that having each other is probably the thing that I am most thankful for this year at Thanksgiving time. And this community of people that we have and all of it, it's, it's beyond expectation as far as I'm concerned. Like it's beyond anything that I could have ever dreamed up. And I appreciate all you guys out there. And if you're having a hard time or you're having a great time, you can hit us up and let us know either one. And if you feel like you broke your head or you had a great experience, let us know what's up, man. We're, we're in this together. And we have had people do that and we, love slash appreciate doing that and just being there for you guys and answering the emails and that's the best way to make friends yeah man. Yeah. building yeah. a relationship off of already let's heal each other like that's yeah and that's so huge right One, now and it's so much easier to do now <laughs> it's so much <laughs> easier to reach huge. out now yeah. it used to be you know back 80s that you had write to, a letter you had to actually physically reach out you had to go outside the house and reach out or write a letter or write a letter well, wait for it to get there now you can get like in, instant now you can let yourself you know reach out boom what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. There it is. Boom. There it is. Boom. Boom. I was thinking about how many podcasts are up and coming up. So like how many exist and how many are people are like, oh, I've always wanted to do a bod- podcast. I hear that a lot when I tell somebody that I we do a podcast like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. And I think people want to hear other people they want to hear that. Maybe not everybody wants to hear you, <laughs> but there's somebody that wants to yeah, hear you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, think we've proven that. It's true. Yeah. And I don't know why I said that, but I just encourage Because you. if you're out there thinking of doing something like that, do, do it. it. People want to hear it. Maybe, Maybe not a whole so, bunch of people, yeah, but... Someone wants to hear it, yeah. or someone wants to see it. It doesn't matter if everyone wants to see it. Or maybe everyone does want to hear it, so yeah. fucking do it. 
Yeah, there's your encouragement. Everybody everybody wants to be encouraged to do something. Don't get better than us. Or to be known as the ones that encourage. We should try new stuff this week. If you felt like trying something new, try it. I wanna I wanna take karate. No. Do it. Don't put yourself in another time constraint. That's true. No, I say do it, bro. Yeah, karate. Let's go out garage and kick some shit. It's I got a watermelon (laughs) in the fridge. You can go kick it. That's perfect. I like that kind of karate. Just fun (laughs) in the in the garage. Just not the watermelon though. So hey, guess what? 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 Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road and all the social media platforms at No Simple Road, Twitter and the Facebook. And all the Facebook. other Facebook. Did you say Facebook? I, I, I said it on purpose. Yeah, I like actually. that. Facebook. Okay. Uh, you know, and then go to www.nosimpleroad.com and check out the gear tab. We have hoodies and we have t-shirts. And hoodies are so shirt, comfy. And like they're so long soft. Tees. Everybody's gotten one. Mm-hmm. Mine. They're oh soft. My gosh, those maroon ones are badass. I love so that color. Cool. It's a perfect gift for the... Other member of the No Simple Road family that you know for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> cheesy. I think it's cute. Couples just get it for the show. Get it. It's a cool design. Get it for someone and don't tell them it's for my Couples <laughs> of No Simple Road. <laughs> wow. We should start an Instagram page, babe. No, we shouldn't start, but we should do a tag. So, yeah. NSR that, couples. That. And then also <laughs> check out um, the Reddit r forward slash No Simple Road is the Reddit arm of the No Simple Road family. And guess what, everybody? What? It's the end of the year. It is. And we not quite yet. It's coming. It's approaching. It's, it's like it is the last three and a half weeks away. Yeah. It's right around the corner. It's the last <laughs> I guess month. It depends on how you look at it. <laughs> the we end need, is near. We need you to sign up on Patreon. Oh everybody. yeah. Yes. Do that, guys. Help Patreon. us finish in twenty 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 nineteen. <laughs> Help us finish twenty nineteen strong, y'all. <laughs> guys, let's kick in these roaring twenties right like it's nineteen ninety nine. dot com forward slash no simple. Seriously, road. if you guys were no like simple road guys. I wonder what they no would like as a cool Christmas yeah. present. Like that would Patreon. be a cool Christmas yeah. present, guys. No Chan donating cute dollars. Yeah. Chan donate us some stuff. Yeah. So that is how we, if you're new to the show and new to podcasts or you don't know what Patreon is, that's how we pay for everything that we do. That's how we pay for our hosting and t-shirts and everything that we do. And you guys are the ones that make that happen. Everybody that's signed up on Patreon up to this day right now at this point in the space time continuum. You're rad. We fucking love we you guys. Thank you so much, man. And you guys are awesome. Yeah. For in all you that are, that are thinking about it, that are on the fence. In the immortal words of my friend Jason, <laughs> get off the fucking fence, man. Get off the it's fence. It's just a, it's just a buck. It's, it's dangerous. A quarter a show. There's four shows a month, man. You you can do it. You too can become <laughs> a Chan too. donator. I in join the, the buzzes of the world. <laughs> anyway, you know the you know the score. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That's how you can support the show. And if you want to support us without spending any cash. Give us those reviews on Apple. Also, Apple very Podcast. cool Christmas present. Give us that five yeah. star review, and add, add a even if you even if you just want to do the five stars, that would be that would be awesome. But then take even just a couple seconds to add something in. Like I, I want to bring something up. So I didn't know this, but so you you can just listen to a podcast without subscribing to it. Yes. So those of you that listen to No Simple Road every week and haven't subscribed, shame on you. Oh yeah. No Please shame. subscribe to the show. Hit that no shame, but button. here's your here's your PSA. Just just 
do it. We're Let's also smash that real subscribe, quick. Smash smash that subscribe button, button bruh. <laughs> and also there's the YouTube channel and all the other stuff. And after the new year, there's going to be more fun stuff coming. So stay tuned. There's going to be neat shit happening. You guys, we're doing things next year. We are, man. Oh. <laughs> we well, are we're definitely going to be at Skull yeah, and Roses, We are going to be at Skull and Roses and Festival. we are also definitely going to be at Northwest String Summit. Yeah, so those happening. are two definite things that we're doing. That's right. So if, if you want If to anyone's going to be in Israel in <gasps> the oh first two, right, months, of guys, the, right two months of the year, right um, I'm going to Israel. When? Hit me up. When are you going? The first two weeks of the month. of the January 1st to January 12th. Riders going to Israel. Yes. Mazel tov. Do you, do you know where up. in Israel you will be? Um, uh, We're landing in Tel Aviv. That's all I know. Okay. Well, is, this, is it a secret? I just... Are you on a mission? They're <laughs> going to take us on a tour. Rider is to be birthright. Yeah. Can you explain to the lovely audience what birthright is? Yeah, a lot of people don't know what that is. There's an organization called Birthright Israel that... um. If you're Jewish, uh, we'll pay for you to go to Israel for uh, two weeks, 10 days, uh, and you pay them a $250 deposit. They give it back to you afterwards. They just want you to go and experience Israel. The homeland. Yeah, and there's a bunch of different kinds of trips you can go on. We're going on a religious site tour, I believe. There's um, a food one. There's, there's a, a food one, one. There's a nightlife one. Um, there's a hiking one. That sounds like a lot of work. It does. Uh, it, we I we like didn't that choose that one. Yeah, I would on choose purpose. the nightlife, probably, or food. <laughs> food, the food one, one sounded good, but we. One so I could buy but you want boots. We yeah. had to pick one that we could all go on. And that well, was plus we could do something. I mean, yeah. like that. I'm going you with my sisters. Historical, was, not like oh, I want food. Is yeah. there a spa one? There'd be a red. I don't think so. Here we go. Red Sea with that salt. Red Sea salt all over your face. Stop. I want to float in the Dead Sea. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Let's I'll go. float you in a Dead Sea. Cool. All right, you two. <laughs> Turn this car around. Too, All right, guys, I, we're going to get you to the interview because these two jagaloons are going to take us trouble. off the rails. You did. Oh, yeah. Speaking of no jagaloons, follow us at No Simple Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yes, that's a real thing, you guys. Yes. They, Apple and no I don't encourage you guys we to watch We don't talk that. about it. On Apple here. and Ryder started an Instagram page. Wait, it's first rule of No Simple Idiots is don't, don't talk, talk about, about No Simple Idiots. Simple Idiots. It's called at No Simple Idiots and follow them on Instagram. And you'll don't quickly learn why. Yeah, it's Christmas drinking season, yeah. so we'll be adding more. So. All right, everybody. We love you guys. Love you all. If you need us, we're here. Hit us up at info at nosimpleroad.com for emails. Hit us up on the DMs on Instagram or, or the Twitter or whatever. Twitter. And yeah, yeah Twitter. Yeah. You tweet. 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 tweet on the Twitter. Tweet. 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 You never tweeted? I've never Rockin tweeted. Rockin' in the tweet. We're going to have to teach Melanie man. how to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody get tree. comfortable. Wiggle your toes. Make sure you got comfy socks on. Take a deep breath. Stoke that fire. Let that anxiety go. All right. There's no room for anxiety in here. That's right. Mason wouldn't like that. That's right. Anxiety don't live here. Nope. <laughs> Go find another home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, right. Wait. Anxiety Stay tuned now. Without Scram. further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you from the lot, Mason Warner. One shoulder blade is all you need massaged. Well, it can lead to more, but I just need that. Right I now. don't need to hear any of this. Oh, you can rub my feet. <laughs> <laughs> it can lead to wow. more. I'm out. She was writer. You know, nobody asked you. With that voice, too. <laughs>
Yeah. I'm out. Uh, you know what? That was I'm calling Mason. That was That's that. Okay, Mason from what? From the lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> from Thank the God lot. I don't got to know anything. Yeah, Mason Fuck. from the lot. He's, good he's, friends with he's been on tour since... No, I'm just kidding. Mano Bano? And he's good friends with Dean's Nuts. They've collaborated mm-hmm. to make a... Does he look like Dean? We don't. I don't know what Mason look. Mason looks like. Hello, Mason. Yeah, hey, Aaron, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? I am chilling um, out here on the porch with the family and uh, hanging oh, out nice. on Sunday, waiting for white bean chicken chili to be ready. Oh, nice. <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, Karen, we just got our uh, Grubhub delivery to our little hotel room, and uh, excited to talk to you guys. Right on, man. Yay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody introduce themselves here. So, oh, cool. Hey, oh. Mason, it's Melanie. What's going on? Hi, nice to meet you. And I'm glad that you're here. And then we have, and then you have Apple. Thank you for joining us, Mason. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you, Apple. Hey, Mason. This is Ryder. Hey, Ryder. How's it going? You know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> terrible joke. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> so, t- for everybody out there that doesn't know who you are, why don't you introduce yourself to the to the family? Yeah, like there? Mason. This is uh, this is what I think. You know, like if we were like randomly to bump into each other, like at a I don't know some party, and I'm like, at oh, a lot. hey, yeah, a lot. yeah. hey, Mason, <laughs> or here I'm Melanie. Nice to meet you. Like, what do you do? Uh, yeah, hey, uh, Mason, Mason Warner, um, I run, uh, I started and maintain an Instagram site, uh, from the lot, uh, it was intended to, and I still try to maintain the integrity of it being purely a Grateful Dead archive base, um, oh. so it's, you know, like old vintage lot shirts, um, you know, since the Dead & Co. started, and there's a lot of younger guys doing stuff, I try to highlight them as well, Aww. uh, you know, record covers, um, you know, stuff that's licensed, stuff that's bootleg, stickers, um, you know, just artists like old and new that, uh, you know, are using the Grateful Dead sort of as their medium for, um, you know, whatever their craft is. You know, 99% of it definitely like graphic arts and t-shirt graphics or whatever. That's so right. But um, I try to have it as like a Grateful Dead graphic archive. What that's, a cool um, thing that you're doing. Yeah. You're a yeah, little, cool. you're a museum. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Digital, it's the, the digital Grateful Dead Museum. A curator. Yeah. How did how did you get into that side of it? Are you a designer? Uh, not really. Um, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, Jeremy Dean, who you've actually had on your show. Yeah. Um, what's up, Jeremy? Yeah, him. He and I. Yeah. What's up, Jer? Um, he and I had been buddies. Uh, I moved to Philly in 1995, and. Um, he was one of the first people I met. We had a lot in common, like hardcore and skateboarding and stuff. And uh, we've just always been friends. And then um, I used to make some T-shirts, like bootleg Bart stuff and all like hardcore stuff. And, you know, he's always done the same as well. And um, we, you know, it'd be like late at night or whatever. And we would be texting stuff back to each other or, you know, sending stuff, email to each other. And, um, we were both really into Instagram when Instagram started. So for me, I thought that was a good platform to sort of just house everything. Yeah. Um, you know, if anybody could access it and I never really intended it to go in the direction it's gone. Um, to be honest, you know, it's 
its original intent kind of was literally just for Jeremy and I to like sort of like house Grateful Dead graphics. You know what I mean? Like, like, like digital art, digital artboard kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like a sort of like, hey, here's our little clipboard of inspiration for stuff that we do. Um, you know, both together and or separately. And then it just kind of caught on. Um, January, this January will be five years. Um, yeah, it, it, it's awesome. I really like. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy to me. Like um, some of the people I've met, or some of the things that have come out of just being obsessed. Honestly, with Grateful Dead T-shirts. It's a, tri- it's a trip, man. To, to think that like the the lot itself has become a digital thing and and moved onto the internet, and then. You know, you you and Jeremy are doing this thing together, and just by chance, it catches on the way it does. Like, were you yeah, blown away? Crazy. Yeah, I'm really blown away. So just to bring this thing full circle, um, you know, 2015, it started out sort of as a clipboard for Jeremy and I just to, you know, keep everything in one, in one place because I had, like, you know, 25 different folders on my desktop of stuff <laughs> that we were sending back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so it was, it was a good dump. Um, yeah, to uh, this past Wednesday, we just launched um, our new brand called Play Dead, which is an officially licensed oh, um, Grateful Dead graphic thing with, that oh, we yeah. did with like Rhino Records, and that launched this past Wednesday. So Congratulations, really man. Circle. Yeah, thanks. That's thanks. fucking um, huge, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's been cool. It's been a cool week. Um, to say the least. And uh, ironically, off of the, off of that, um, you know, you guys are hearing it first. Uh, when does this actually air? When this will come out. Yeah. When do you want it to come out? Uh, <laughs> we whenever. Could, we could drop um, it, it next matter. week if you want. Yeah, that's fine. It doesn't matter. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Off, off, off of the strength of the Play Dead deal um, from the lot has also been offered a licensing deal with the Grateful Dead. Wow. Yeah. yeah, hell so, of a week. Um, I, yeah, man, it's been crazy. I know I was improved internally, and then um, we launched Play Dead sort of. I mean, we've been working on Play Dead for over a year, but we just launched it to the public on Wednesday, sort of unannounced. Is this you and Jeremy? Is the we? Yeah, Jeremy okay. and I are partners on Play Dead. Um, we're just straight up 50-50. We started a little LLC, whatever. Um, basically, his he does all the graphics, and I do like all the back-end stuff. So I maintain the inventory. I'll do the ordering, um, deal with the customers, do all the shipping, distribution. I am partners in a print shop in Philadelphia. That's where I live right now. And um, we've gotten a pretty good routine down for certain people where we'll do like top to bottom. Um, you send us art, and we'll you know, take it all the way to the end and ship it out for you. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool thing. It's a cool, it's a really cool partnership. Um, and you know, now I'm excited to work on from the lot officially because I was doing stuff that wasn't official and it's a little bit of a cat and mouse game. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) I am so glad that we get to have this conversation on the heels of all of this beautiful, like news news. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Right. It's, yeah, um, I'm actually like the play dead thing or the um, from the lot things kind of been in the works for a minute. Um, I just assume at this point they were sort of waiting to see how we handled the launch of play dead mm-hmm. because it was literally like the next day that I received the first draft of the from the lot license. So it's cool. Wow, man. You know, h- how long have you been going to shows? 
Uh, my first show was um, December 9th, nineteen eighty nine. Okay, uh, so we're we're so, the, we're the same age in Grateful Deadland, basically. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky enough. It was the Great Western Farm, and I got that uh, bird song that showed up on that without a net album. So. Oh um, shit. Yeah. The with eighty nine was good. Ninety was good too. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> my first show was February of eighty nine at the Forum too. Ah, uh, oh shit! Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy. You got a little in a little earlier than I did. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, it was a trip back then because we talked about this when we talked to Jeremy, but I was into hardcore back then, too. And I've always loved graphics like that has been something because I draw and I do art and stuff, too. And that was one of the things that drew me in even before I ever went into the, the show itself was the what's the word? The aesthetic of the lot back then it was it was there was a lot of bootleg stuff going on you didn't see much much you didn't see hardly any licensed stuff in the parking lot at all and um it was just cool it was like this repository for all of this psychedelic work that was going on out there but all based around the grateful dead and then once i went into the show it was like oh i get it like i i get why this is the way it is now and that aesthetic always carried a feeling for me. Is that same for you? Like when you see that stuff, it kind of brings you back and makes you have that same feeling. Yeah, totally. So that's pretty much so exactly my journey as well. Um, I grew up in the hardcore scene and skateboarding and stuff. And then uh, in high school, a buddy of mine had um, a big like Bertha poster, like Skull and Roses poster in his room. And I had not even really heard of the Grateful Dead at that point, but I was really infatuated with the art, you know, because it was like this crazy skull and these roses and stuff. And um, I was like, whoa, that's cool. What is that? And he was like, oh, it's a Spanish Grateful Dead or whatever. And um, like maybe I'd heard of them, but I never really listened to them. And um, he had played me some stuff. And at that time, it was more of like the country stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really into it. I was like, oh, well, this is cool, but, you know, like, I'm a hardcore kid, dude, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going skating and going to see, like, you know, whatever band's playing that weekend. Um, and then I happened to stumble upon, like, the 19, you know, the sort of the, the quote-unquote primal dead stuff, you know, 67, 68, yeah. 69. Um, you know, like, the 11 really stood out to me, um, you know, all the live stuff. And that's kind of what sucked me in because it was, like, I could relate to sort of that speed or that tempo. And I was like, wow, these dudes are like dirty, you know what I mean? And then like, um, yeah, I really fell in love with the 11, to be honest. And it's actually still one of my most favorite songs to this day. But just because it was more like, like to me, that was like punk, you know? I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, yeah, these dudes are cool. Like they're into like weird skeletons and like, I like this earlier stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it's funny how the, you, you, you could, basically be telling my story when you're talking dude it's funny and and like i remember people playing me the country dead stuff and it was just so bad like i was listening to like bad brains and minor threat and like you know dead kennedys and shit like that and to hear that country stuff it just sounded like country music to me and i was like why why would anybody take acid and go see that old people music yeah (laughs) why would anybody do that yeah, it's like what my dad listens to, you know totally. what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then it's weird, man. Like, I, it just starts to grow on you over time. And then you you see that, like, the crossover between punk rock and the Grateful Dead is so huge. 
it, it, I, I hate to say this, but I, I think that punk rock wouldn't be the same without bands like the Grateful Dead coming before them to do the things that they did. The anti-establishment. Oh, and- yeah, it, it, it created a, it, I, that was the punk rock scene of the 60s, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, and them, like, the whole DIY aesthetic, you know, like, making their own soundboards and making their own amplifiers and their own speakers. And, you know, that, that's, yeah, wow. as I, you know, started to, like, really dive into the band and figure out what they're all about, um, it's just really cool to me. You know, it's cool. It's just awesome journey because now I'm, like, you know, really upset. It's like funny, like somebody will want to talk to me about music. Cause I listen to all kinds of music because I'm sure most of us do. Yeah. But to me, it's like there's the Grateful Dad or more specifically Jerry Garcia. And then there's like music. So it's like, <laughs> yo, if you want to talk about Jerry, cool. We can have that conversation. But I'm not going to rope him in, into other stuff. We can have that conversation separately. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, Mason, I mean, I know what it is for me, man, like that makes it what it is but for you what's the thing that makes it separate like that for you what's the what's the thing um, I'm not like very religious um, so I started going to shows in 1989 and it was the whole thing right like when I discovered skateboarding I was like oh man you have that feeling I'm like I'm home you know mm-hmm. when I went to my first hardcore show I think it was like seven seconds and I was like you know just all the kids with the crazy t-shirts and hair and whatever and I was just like you know, everybody's going ape shit in the pit. I was like, dude, I'm home. Like, when I hit that lot in 1989 and, like, sort of took it all in and it was, like, you know, Shakedown Street and, like, you know, all the stuff that goes along with the show and just people hanging out and, like, it, I, I just had that feeling of I was home. And as um, I started to listen to the music more, um, you know, I found the years that I like and that I didn't like and the songs that I like and I didn't like and then, um, you know, as Jerry's journey of, you know, his voice changing and, you know, mm. the different tempos depending on like cocaine 80s or, you know, <laughs> yeah. when he was like on dope or, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like to me, like fall 83 is super sick, but like, you know, spring 85, like, dude, I can't even listen to that stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. It's just crazy that you're talking about the same catalog over the course of, you know, 30 years and how much that evolved within itself. But now, like, I go to, like, a ton of shows with my partner. Like, you know, right now we're up in Vermont, like, on a little Dark Star run. Like, we just got off of a little J-Rad run. Like, you know, like, um, you know, we went, we had tickets for Phil Halloween, and then, you know, Phil canceled. So we were like, oh, we're going to go to MSG just for Halloween to hang out with all of our friends. And we ended up running all six fall shows, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like. Wow. Yeah, and like Dead and Co is just locked in right now, in my opinion. Like I, you know, Friday Night Hampton was honestly the best Dead and Company show I've seen. Um, you know, I think they sound great. Like you know, Mayor's taking that Travis Bean for a walk, and he's like kind of throwing it. And you know, I was with like my core group of friends, and we were in Hampton. Like it was just it was like the perfect storm. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, guys. So yeah, to I mean, I guess long story short, um, for your question was, um. I'm not very religious, um, you know, when I'm at a show and, um, you know, whatever band, J-Rad, DSO, you know, even local Philly bands like Splurn Sunlight or whatever, um, when I'm locked in and, like, you know, the music's hitting and I'm in the right mood, like, that's kind of, like, my spiritual 
practice, you know, like I like to spin, um, you know, whatever. So for me, that's why I say like, you know, there's the Grateful Dead and then there's everything else. Wow. I sort of consider going to shows like church, you know, oh, and yeah. I know that sounds corny or whatever. No, 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 we talking say to the right people. Like, we say that all the time. It's, yeah. congreg- <laughs> it's a congregation. It's yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, exactly. So it's, yeah, um, that's what it does. It, and that's why I keep chasing the music. Totally. No, I get it. I, I got a question too, because I'm just curious. I just became this morning obsessed with George, the tour kitty. Does he go on? Yeah, does George. he really go on? Well, everybody was wondering. We were, it was like, what does Mason look like? And there's nothing on, you know, from the lot. But then I saw your story this morning and it linked me to George, the tour kitty. Does he actually go on tour with you guys? Yeah, George is right here. He's- oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Hi, George. Dude, he's, bad, he's badass. I love those cats. Yeah, George is rad. Where is he? Yeah, he's right here on the sink. Check him out. Yeah, he just finished <laughs> eating his dinner. Hell he's yeah. Taking a little cat nap. So yeah, um, my partner Evs, uh, Evelina, she um, that's her cat. Um, now he's my cat as well because we were together. But yeah, we take George to. Um, you know, I wish I could take him to shows. I keep begging basically every show we go to. But yeah, George <laughs> travels with us. He has his little carrier. Uh, when we leave at night to go to the actual show, we'll make him like a little fort in the bed, and you know it's just rad. It's cool. He's got his fucking cool. life, man. Yeah, he's he's been he's been a lot of shows, man. He's actually probably been to more shows in the last year and a half than most, most people. people I no know, shit, to be yeah. Honest. I just love that because yeah. you hear pe- people drag their dogs <laughs> along with them a lot, but you don't hear that with kitties too often. Uh-uh. That's rad. When you see a tour cat yeah. on the lot, that's a special yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, you know, let, to be a hundred percent transparent, he actually hasn't been to a lot or inside a show, but he's here. He's in the hotel. He's chilling. He's mm-hmm. in the miles. So you yeah, know- he really is in the. His favorite toy is like a wristband for some reason. I think because it's like plasticky or whatever. Because so, it's got the energy yeah, of the show try, on it. <laughs> yeah, so we try to we try to collect wristbands for him and bring him back oh, to the. Cats like to chew wristbands. My cat used to do the same thing. <laughs> you know, Mason, you you bring something up that's so rad and important to remember too. Man, is like you talk about that being your spiritual practice and like that being the place where you feel connected and. I was just saying the other day, I was telling Mel, I think I might've said it while we were doing the show, like in that space when the music's connected and, and it's happening and the groove is locked in, I feel the most comfortable, the most myself, the most me of any other time. Like, and that in today's world, it that's hard to find and that's super special. And I think that's the thing that like, for all of us that keeps us going back. I haven't, I haven't been interested in anything in my entire life for 30 years other than this. You know what I mean? Like I've lost interest with so many fucking things, but this thing has like, I was talking to my dad the other day and I was telling him about, yeah, we're going, we're doing skull and roses festival again this year. And it's a grateful dead festival, whatever. And he was like, Jesus, Aaron, you know, you've been into that a long time. I thought by now you would have lost interest in that. (laughs) And I was like, no, man, that that is the place where I feel the most, like you said, the most at home. And it's such a weird thing too. like when you first go and you have the experience for the first time for for me anyway, it was the most exciting thing that ever happened. And also at the same time, like the most terrifying do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, why, why, why terrifying? Like, 
being confronted with yourself in that way where you're just stripped of all of your bullshit and you have to look at yourself like that and everybody else in the room is connected to you and you realize that everybody's connected to you and you're connected to them. And that can be scary the very first time. You know what I mean? When, yeah, when that's it's a good point. I honestly never thought of it like that, but yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. man. When you're like all spun out, like sweaty and like laughing just because of whatever. And then like, yeah, you're, yeah, I'm probably at my most vulnerable point. Like, yeah. you know, after a set or something. Um, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. First time. Uh, I just like it because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a while where um, I wouldn't like go to shows by myself. You know what I mean? Maybe insecurities or whatever. I don't know. But now like, yeah, man, now I don't give a shit. Like you'll all go with a hundred friends or I'll literally go myself. I really don't care. Like I'm down to go to as many shows as possible. Well, that, Luckily, I have a partner that's pretty obsessive as much as I am. Because she was like, yeah, we're supposed to do Halloween. And then driving home from Hampton, we're just like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it the, is uh, from the lot and the design stuff now your full-time gig? Or is there something else that um, you're doing? So, yeah, sort of like, um, so as, as I said, um, a couple of buddies had a print shop in Philly um, and I was looking for a print shop um, probably about a year and a half ago. So um, I ended up investing and partnering with them. So my friend Woody and my friend Dylan had a print shop that they started in Philadelphia about two and a half years ago called uh, Pink Inks. Um, and it's been about a year and a half now that I've been a vested partner. Um, oh. And then so um, I have the print shop. Um, I was doing from the lot uh, that was... I don't know, man. Like, I'm not consistent with from a lot. Like, I'll sometimes I'll get a bug up my ass and I'll be like, I'm putting out three T-shirts right now, and then other times I won't even think about it for like six months. Oh, so wow. the good thing about getting this license is um, I'm going to give it like a fair run and try to not really I wouldn't say make a brand, but at least be a little more consistent. Because what's fun now um, with the play dead is I don't have to worry about the art, man. Like that's all Jeremy. And yeah, Dean's taking honestly, care of all of that. Yeah, and he's one of my most favorite artists, so I'm just like, you know, to me, I feel like I kind of got the best of both worlds, you know? Like, I get to work with my buddy and, like, who happens to be one of my most favorite designers, so it's kind of a win-win. So I think what would be cool, um, because I'm not really a graphic designer, per se. Right. Um, I know what I like, I know what I don't like, you know? I can tell when stuff's not turned right or whatever, all those little things, but, like, Man, I don't know how to do Photoshop or Illustrator to like save my life. But the, so but you got I the eye. Like, yeah. So you know the, the cool thing about from the lot from the lot like from a product standpoint is sort of like a remake or a reissue, right? So if it's something that's like you know steal your face shirt, cool. Like I want to wear one of those and I can't find one or I don't want to spend five hundred dollars on eBay. I'll just remake it. You know what I mean? Oh wow. Yeah, collaboration. Yeah. So the, the other half of From the Lot has been collaboration, um, you know, working with other artists since I'm not an artist, um, but, you know, just working with people I admire. And I've been pretty blessed, and I met some cool people doing that. So I think for From the Lot, um, you know, actually getting a license is all maintain, you know, the working with artists, the collaboration standpoint. And then, um, you know, there's just done things. Like, I don't know, like two months ago, um, my partner as like 
just showed up in a touch of gray shirt, like the official one, you know, like mm-hmm. with the skeletons on the front or whatever, or the skulls on the front. And I, I had never seen her wear it. And she's like, oh, yeah, dude, like whatever. It's old. It was just sitting around. I just found it again the other day. And I was like, dude, I want one of those. And then, like, you know, went on, like, eBay, and the shit's, like, $500. And I'm like, dude, I'm not paying $500 for basically anything, much less a t-shirt. <laughs> a t-shirt, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, basically you know, anything. And, and that's, that's, yeah, and that's not to knock the, the vintage dudes in their little hustle, you know. No. That's where I get a lot of, like, my graphic or the, the pictures that I get. Um, but, yeah, so... You know, it, it, I, I feel blessed because I'm in a position where I could be like, hey, Jeremy, do you want to do this? If he says no, it's not a no. I could just put it into from a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you can wear it. Like what you're just saying, too. If I, pay, no, if I point, paid hundreds right? of dollars yeah. for a vintage shirt, I'm not wearing it. That's, yeah, man. You that going to get, like, dry cleaned, folded, and, like, shoved framed. in some dark closet. And, yeah, like, or mounted. Bathroom, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> I I just it, it blows my mind, dude. That like back in the day, you and I were wearing that shit and like throwing it on the floor after a show, yeah, wrapping it up and throwing it in a backpack. And now people are paying five hundred dollars for that shit, that stuff, man. It's fucking it's got some crazy. mojo on it. That's crazy to me, dude. That it, that there's yeah, even a market cool. that'll I, do that. Yeah, I've met a couple of the guys, you know, through the Instagram, through the From the Lot page that, you know, are sort of like the, the vintage reseller dudes. And it's like, I'm not that guy, um, but, <laughs> like, I definitely respect it. I'm like, yo, you sold that for how much? Like, more power to you, man. Yeah. You, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no shit. Like, oh, wow, it, that's amazing. Like, makes us all wish you, we had know? our shirts. That's what they say. Don't hate the player, hate <laughs> yeah, the game. exactly. That's like. I'm like, dude, I don't remember I had that one. Uh-huh, and like, I, wish, I got it for like 20 bucks and a nug or some shit. Yeah, you know, and now it's like $500. I'm like, damn, I should have held on to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's funny, too, that like I've seen, I think it was Abercrombie and Fitch or one of those stores. Like there was, we were at some outdoor mall and walking by, there's like Grateful Dead shirts on the mannequins that it's become fashion. Like it, it's a, it's a hip thing and i feel like it it's a really really a lot of it has to do with mayor and him coming into the grateful dead world and making it accessible to all those people that listened to mayor before yeah which is funny because um i've had the chance to meet him a few times and that dude's rad man he's been perfectly nice to me and my friends and um yeah i feel like he definitely brought sort of that that fashion sense to the scene Mm-hmm. So, like, he's just a normal-ass dude. Like, when I first met him, he had on some, like, bootleg Bart Grateful Dead shirt that he got off of eBay for, like, 20 bucks. And, like, that's where he runs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, it's cool. He's, like, a normal dude. You know, I think, yeah, yeah. That, I, but I, I agree. Like, I didn't really listen to John Mayer solo. Um, and, obviously, I was aware of him or whatever. Right. Until he was in Dead and & Company. And, like, you know, now I'm like, oh, this dude rich, you know? Yeah, you can't deny that the dude shreds, man. And Oh, yeah. And those are, those are... Especially this fall tour, man. This fall tour was something else. It was special. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, we went to a few summer shows. Um, and, dude, I left a couple of those shows early because I just wasn't feeling it. Um, but this... But yeah, man, fall, I was locked back in. I I, I got to agree with you 100%. That the help slip Frank is one of my favorites from, from this from, from Hampton. That. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that that's just insane. The, this last summer I I feel you man. It was we were talking about it here just 
not on the show, like, wow, what's going on? And then when this fall tour started, I was, uh, I think I was running and I put on one of the Hampton shows and I was like, holy shit, this sounds way different than last year uh, or last season. And, uh, I came home and I told Apple, I was like, dude, you need to listen to this fall tour, man. This, there's something special going on. And sure yeah, enough, some, it, some's up. Mm-hmm. I, I think that what it is, it's tough when you have those big spaces to fill those, those shoes are big shoes to fill in that lead guitar spot, man. And you have, people in the band that haven't all played with each other for years and years and years and years. So, you know, they're all amazing, talented musicians in their own right, but they haven't done this thing forever. And so now what we're finding is dead and company has finally like found its feet and is becoming its own thing. It's own band. Yeah. That's how I can see, right? It took like a couple or took a few tours to like work it out. sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, like, so for me, going into some this previous summer tour, this past summer tour, it was like Bobby had started Wolf Brothers. John was in the middle of like solo tour around the world. And I was like, okay, this is going to go either way. Either, you know, they're both locked in because they're playing a lot or they're both going to be sidetracked because Bobby's got Wolf Brothers and John has solo tour. Right. In my opinion, and like, dude, some of the summer tour was fun. Like, I'm not going to, you know, but... Uh, and, you know, in my opinion, like they were both sidetracked, you know? So, um, for mm-hmm. the fall tour, you know, like I said, I was like, only really going to go to Halloween and, um, you know, thanks to Jeremy, cause he actually hooked us up with tickets. Um, we only had tickets for Halloween and then like, I was, yeah, man, something clicked. Um, yeah. I was just like, Whoa. And it's, I'm like, it's yeah. funny um, that everybody picks up on it too. Like, you know, you, sometimes you could think that it's just in your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I was really high at that show and it was really good or whatever. Uh, but then when you hear everybody else saying something's up, something's up, something's up, like the music is carrying this vibe with it that is undeniable. And that, I think that's the thing. I mean, I know that's the thing that keeps us going back over and over again. And, you know, I wanted to go back to something that you said when you were talking about Mary, you're like, he's just, he's just a regular dude, man. That is one of the things that I think all of us here have found through doing no simple road is that all of these musicians that we talk to that like at least I've idolized and grown up listening to and whatever when we get to talk to them I'm like oh it's just another dude like that's just he's, he's doing his another thing good man friend yeah. a brother uh... and they it, half the time they're like really you you like what I'm doing like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me do you know what band you're in yeah of course I like what you're yeah, doing exactly. yeah. yeah man it yeah the the scene has grown so much since dead and company has come around and i i think that it it, there's been this infusion of young energy into the into the lot and into the shows itself i think that that has a big part to play in what's going on too oh i agree 100 percent. and like you know i feel the internet helps that's 2019 you know what i mean yeah platforms like youtube instagram and just the music, like, dude, I don't, and maybe I was, like, under a rock, but I don't remember there being this many, like, high-caliber Grateful Dead cover bands, right? Like, J-Rap, no. Dark Star Orchestra, mm-hmm. the smaller bands, like, High Time out in New York, like, Grateful Shred out in Los Angeles. Like, dude, those guys are killing it. Um, 
you know, Philly's got a band called Splintered Sunlight that I'm like obsessed with. Uh, it, you know, you got Melvin touring with John Kay. Yeah. Um, uh, just so much Voodoo music Dead going on. With, with Kim on. Yeah, Voodoo Dead sick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got Wolf Brothers now. Um, yeah, man, it, it's it's cool. I don't um, I don't think you I, were under a rock because I'm I'm trying to think back. It's and a, I, yeah, I don't not remember too long like ago, that either. There wasn't that many. I mean, ten yeah, years like, ago there wasn't Star. definitely. Yeah, it was basically like Dark Star, right? And then right. Jeff Sideband, like Zen Tricksters, and then Donna was in that for a minute, <laughs> and they changed the name. But yeah, man, like yeah, like. And I don't honestly remember Dark Star being this good either. You know, like, it's crazy to me. Dude, they're killing like, it. I, yeah, dude, it's insane. Yeah, like, I'm legit on Dark Star tour right now. Like, it's <laughs> that's funny, awesome. you know? <laughs> Isn't, that's a trip that, like, all these years have gone by and we could still do it if we so choose. Like, that, I remember, I think it was maybe Garcia that said, Going on Grateful, Grateful Dead tour is the last great American adventure for somebody right. that's a, that's like in their teens or twenties. That's like the last place that a, that we can find adventure nowadays. And to know that in 2019, 2020, that option is still available that you could do that. And it's not just the Grateful Dead. It's like you said, it's Dark Star, it's J Rad, it's it's Fish, it's it's all these bands doing their thing. Like you can still have that adventure and that option is super fucking important for, for that's my new obsession fish. I don't know what I was thinking. I literally <laughs> just got into the fish in 2018. And I don't think we've missed that many shows since like summer. 2018. Dude, same thing Holy as uh, 2015, dude. dude. It, me and Apple went Holy after shit. when we saw Trey with fairly well, then just something clear. I always liked their music, but I couldn't, I didn't like the lyrics and the vocals and would, you know, and then something clicked. We and went now to it's a catching up on thirty boom. something years of music and going to shows now. It's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I went to my first fish show was Camden Summer Tour twenty eighteen. And I was like, Yeah, all right, like it's cool. I'm here with some friends and whatever. <laughs> my partner was like, Nah man, like you gotta see these dudes inside, right? And then she was gonna go on to like Fish Fest or whatever and that got cancelled and then Hampton popped up. So I grabbed this ticket and dude, like something clicked at Hampton, man. Like, I don't think I've ever danced this hard in my life, to be honest. There, and then now I'm just like sucked in. Like it's like trade, 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 trade. That's the joy. That's the joy train. And there, there's there, their shows are mind blowing with the, I mean, the, just, it's a, such a spectacle the, with the, with the necklaces, all the glow in the dark, the music, their light rig. It's just the, mind blowing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. They're a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> I, I think back to like uh, our first fish show in 2015. And like when it ended, I looked at Apple and I was like, dude, we missed 30 years of this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. And, you know, I, I wonder what your opinion is on this, man. Like there was a lot of people that. Bobby and and Phil and the guys could have gotten to play fairly well, but they chose Trey, right? And I think in my mind, it was a calculated thing to bring the whole scene together because back in the day, there was a division between fish fans and dead fans. And when that, when those shows happened, that went away for a lot of people. And I feel like it was a calculated thing. What do you think about that? 
Um, yeah, to be honest, like I said, I didn't really listen to Fish before, so if there was a whole, like, us versus them thing, it was, I was oblivious to that. Although I could see that, and, you know, now I hear people, like, argue about it all the time, and I'm just like, dude, you guys are idiots, we're at a show, let's have fun. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, like, no like shit. we don't really need to talk about, like, the dude that died in 1995, and the dude that's literally about to walk out on the stage, like, they both ripped, so let's have a good time. Oh, like, let's party um, here. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, for me at the time, I thought it was a miss that it wasn't like Warren. You know, I thought Warren, when I heard there was an announcement, I thought Warren was the shoo-in. When it was Trey and B, you know, uh, like I said, I wasn't listening to Fish in 2015. I knew he was talented and I knew he was good. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this could be cool just because I know he's a talented musician, right? Mm -hmm. But then, like, I didn't go to the shows. I was streaming them and stuff, but, like, I was blown away. I was like, damn, dude, this dude's like really good. You know, mm -hmm. like it was crazy to me, like how good he was. And then if that, by Trey being in fairly well, if that brought the scenes together, then cool, man. Like God bless him, dude. Well, More power to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it did for us. And I, I think that that whole thing was, I know like you could see it now looking in hindsight that that whole thing was this beginning of this whole new era that we're in right now. I mean, we're enjoying the fruits of it by having this podcast and and having our instagram and all that stuff like it's huge it's it's a it's created a, a way for us to sustain ourselves within the scene itself where we don't have to be on tour to be able to make a living and you could still do the things that you're passionate about and that you love the most right totally. yeah 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 totally. it's so good Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy to think that like walking into a show 30 years ago that this is where you're at now and everything that's led up to this like for everybody out there that doesn't understand it ex will you explain what it means when you get a license i mean it's like this right like I, you know, my first show was 89. Um, it didn't really click until I hit the road in 1990. Um, you know, like 92, 93, I was pretty much so homeless following that band around. Um, you know, doing what I had to do to get by. And like now in 2019, like literally putting out graphics that are legal and like I don't have to shut a website down within 24 or 48 hours or only sell them hand to hand in a parking lot. Um, yeah, man, it, like, wow, what a journey, you know, like, literally, like, you know, being younger, being on the road, and, like, you know, doing whatever to get by just to get to the next show, to now, like, you know, I had a corporate job for 20 years, Um, you know, now I work for myself, and I work with my friends, and I, I could oh, not man. be happier, to be honest, Aww. you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. And it's because of the music, you know, <laughs> literally because of the music and the scene, you know? It's a trip when the thing that you love and that you've put all this time and love and energy and effort into and followed around the country and collected and all of it, like, legitimizes you and and recognizes you. Like, here, man, sell our stuff. That's, that's fucking huge, dude. That's... Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like this thing, right? Like, if you do what you love and if, or if you like work at what you love or whatever, then it's not work. You know, totally. yeah, man, like I've 
probably work more now than my wife and I ever have. But like, dude, I'm not working. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> yeah. I, Punching I, the I, clock. I'll and... still be hanging out in a parking lot, shooting the shit with whoever about to go on the show. So it's all good. You know? <laughs> dude, I, I felt like that. Was it this year that we did the Terrapin thing? Was that yeah, this year? Ja- yeah. January. Yeah, it was January. Wow. Oh, wow. Jesus. Seems like five years ago right now. Um, I felt like that when we did a live podcast from Terrapin Crossroads, like I remember driving with Mel and, and saying, I, I feel like we got accepted. Like we're allowed to go on the stage in the house that Phil built and do our thing. Right. Like that was a huge milestone for us. Yeah, and, right. For you guys starting a podcast or whatever, they're like broadcasting live at Terrapin. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's literally the same thing. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, I this thing, this whole podcast started with just me telling the story of walking into my first Grateful Dead show and just has gone from there to a hundred and this will be 130 episodes. Yeah. And talking, oh, wow. yeah. I didn't know you guys had that many already. Yeah, but, yeah it's hard to believe. I just like, said it to fuck. Apple this morning. We were putting today's episode out. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! We've done 129 fucking episodes, man! It's crazy!" Wow, that's cool. That's it. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks. So, what what's next for you, man? You've got you've got all this momentum behind you. What are you gonna do? Um. Yeah. So. Uh, that's a good question. Um, that's one of the reasons why we're in Vermont this weekend. Um, over the summer, my partner had started uh, an Instagram and a little brand called Satellite Repairs. So she does mending, like technical mending for like, you know, um, she works at Patagonia in New York um, in the Warrenware department or the repairs department. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's expanded it into her own thing. So I've been helping her with that a little bit. Um, you know, she's doing like dyeing and like she's been taking classes and learning like different mending processes. Um, so like we're kind of working on that. She's working on that, I should say. Um, like, you know, from a lot is literally in the process of signing a license. Um, the play dead license. We just, Jeremy and I just launched that this past Wednesday. Um, the print shops up you know, up in Harming and we're doing pretty good with not only the printing, but also with the back end on like distribution and stuff. Um, I, I feel for me at this point, um, it's having like sort of, a, a storefront space, right? So not necessarily retail 24 seven, but like a nice creative space where my partner and I can like do our thing. And then, um, you know, she also, she's a yogi. Um, she's been practicing yoga for over 20 years. So it's like, maybe she teaches yoga. Like, you know, maybe we show documentaries. Um, you know, maybe we saw our, some of our t-shirts and some of our friends' t-shirts. Um, more like a collaborative space. Um, you know, between the two of us, we've been calling it like a living center. Um, you know, because it could literally be that. You know, one day it could be like a you know, a natural dye class. The next day it could be a pop-up for a t-shirt brand or something, you know, the following day we could be having a band play. Um, so we're, she came up to Vermont over the summer. Um, I almost died this summer, literally. What? Um, so yeah, we went to, uh, we jumped on fish summer tour and I was dancing the first night at SPAC uh-huh. and, uh, my, um, appendix ruptured. Holy I shit. Got hot. Yeah. And I got hot. Yeah. This is a crazy story, right? That was like what July 1st or whatever. We were supposed to be on fish summer tour. Dude, we had George, 
We were staying at a hotel in SPAC. We had like SPAC tickets. We had Boston tickets. We had whatever tickets. Um, yeah, man, cat, everything. Uh, I went to the emergency room um, during set break at the first night of SPAC. Um, it turns out, I don't know why, but like I had six inches of like rotting intestine. So they removed that as well. Oh my, um, oh my God, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is kind of gnarly, right? So like. And you had uh, no idea? No, zero, like absolutely zero. So last year, the last couple of years, like I just got the sudden urge to go to the doctor and get everything oh, no, I have checked. I'm thinking at set break, he might have had a belly ache, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I was like, yo, like, I had this crazy knot in my stomach, like, something definitely popped, and it was like this, it felt like a softball, like this hard knot in my stomach. And I like looked at Ev, and I was like, dude, I'm either gonna like throw up. Or take a piss or shit my pants or do all three of them at the same time. Like, I need to go up to, like, the restrooms or whatever. Um, Yeah, dude, I was, like, sweating. I was, like, I I distinctly remember sweating out of my shin and sweating out of the back of my head. And I said to myself, I didn't know you could sweat in these two spots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, it was, like, it was fucking fucked up. That was your body's way of saying nothing's right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, I'm sweating out of the back of my head and my shins. Like, this shit, like, something. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So she freaked out, obviously, as, you know, most people would, I assume. And um, she got EMS. They took me to the emergency room. So, yeah, when you ever see, like, an ambulance leaving a show and you're, like, kind of laughing to yourself, like, yo, that dude fucked up. They party too hard. A, I was completely sober. B, I was the dude in the ambulance. Oh, I'm and so sorry, wow. Mason. That sucks. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. So um, that happened. And then, then, you know, so I was, and it sucked, man. Like, I thought I was dying. And then I was in the hospital, and they were like, yo, we have to, like, you know, we have to open you up, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, you know, so I went through surgery and all that. And then they woke me up that evening, and um, the doctor came in, and he was like, look, man, like, you know, we fixed the rupture hernia or whatever, but um, he's like, I also took out like five or six inches of like dead intestine. And he was like, honestly, like if this wasn't addressed, um, you probably would have been dead within a year. So it was what? kind of coincidence because like, yeah, the last two years, every time I would go to a show, I would just get sick. Like it was kind of becoming a joke, right? Like I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to like whatever and then I would just be sick and like my partner was bummed out because I was always sick and like all that so yeah it's crazy man like it, it it's insane so you know so you're doing of, you're doing you know, good now yeah um like um like my partner's vegan so I've been like trying to be vegan and like we're like on a raw vegan diet um I've been going to the gym I've been going to shows knock on wood I haven't been sick since July hell um, yeah you know, I've been going to the doctor more because that's something I kind of never really did. So, you know, I've been going to all my little follow-up appointments and getting, like, x-rays and CAT scans and all that. And um, everything's cool. Um, yeah, it's just, nice. yeah. So for me, and, like, sort of to answer y'all's question about, like, what's next, yeah. it's, like, I, I'm in a good position um, with these little different brands and stuff to, I don't, necessarily need to live in like Philadelphia where the print shop is Mm -hmm. so um you know we're sort of out here looking at spaces to open like sort of what you know we're calling a living center which for me on my part of it is more of like you know a little retail front to sort of highlight some of this stuff but also like that's 
that's the distribution hub, right? Like I'm going to just set up being the back of the store or the basement or wherever, like packing boxes all day long. So, um, you know, I think the way I imagine it working is if we can find a space is, um, you know, everything will still print as normal at the shop. And then instead of like sending it out from the shop, they'll just send it up to the shop. And then, um, you know, I'll take care of what I take care of now, basically. And it just won't happen to be in Philadelphia. It will be, um, we're thinking Vermont, like, you know, we're up there right now. Like yesterday we were looking at real estate in Burlington. Um, today we were up in Stowe. Uh, I'm kind of sold on Stowe a little bit more than Burlington, to be honest. Um, but you know, whatever we've looked at Northampton we've looked at a few other spots. So we're just thinking like poking around time to move up. Yeah, move up north and figure this thing out. Because um, luckily with Instagram and the internet and, you know, the licenses and some of these relationships that we have and UPS and FedEx and USPS, like, it kind of doesn't really matter where you live. You, yeah, know you can I mean? be wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Dude, you know, I, this is the first time we've ever talked and, and hearing the whole story, like, it, it's it's a trip, bro, to hear your your thing, like it really sounds like the universe had your back dude that you getting yeah, you crazy. getting sick was this huge turning point for you and that you're really taken care of and blessed brother yeah that's yeah that's where i'm at <laughs> like that's exactly where i'm at so i'm like you know what i'm 48 years old i'm not gonna get any younger i still love going to shows and like spinning out in the back in the hallway somewhere um it's time for a better quality of life. So, you know, if I play my cards right and I keep a decent head on my shoulders and handle these businesses correctly, to me, the zip code doesn't matter that much. No. Yeah. And it sounds like you're coming from the right place, man. You have gratitude in your heart and, and you know, yeah, just try to be like humble and do my thing. Like, dude, I'm blessed to be able to be in a position to like sell, t-shirts basically of a band that i followed around when i was younger and basically homeless for you know it's like talk about coming full circle totally yeah man <clears throat> you know i and like the people and the friends that i made along the way like holy shit man like i wouldn't trade this for anything like thank god i'm not dead you know what i'm right, saying like right dude i don't know what would happen i saw a thing i think, <laughs> right, I think right, grateful not dead grateful that. not dead yeah <laughs> I saw a thing today that said, think about all the friends that you wouldn't have if it hadn't been for the music. And I stopped for, and I was like, holy shit. Okay. That's, that's a huge population of people in my life, man. And I'm sure you're the same. Like it's brought yeah, so my much friends are in my life. Right. Because of music, but that too, like Jeremy, right? Like Jeremy and I didn't need because of grateful dead. But what we had in common was hardcore when we first met. Right. So it's still yeah, music, music, and that was still like a focal point of our friendship. You know, if, like if there was no music, if there was together. no music, I'd hate everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be hostile. I totally blew it when we we had Jeremy on the show, and then we saw Mel saw him when we were at Skull and Roses last year, and I was spun, and. I was sitting next to her and she was like, do you remember Dean? And I was like, yeah, and it just went dancing off. I, kn- <laughs> I didn't know yeah, she was talking like, about oh. Jeremy. And she told me after she was like, you just walked away. We were talking to Jeremy Dean. I was like, Oh, <laughs> whoops. Sorry. 
So next time. How man. is that thing, man? I saw the lineup this year. We were actually talking about coming off of that. It's going to be amazing. Last year was three days and amazing, and this year it's going to be even more dialed, and it's four days. I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Yeah, because you got, like, Billy and the Kids reunion. You yeah. got and Robin. It's, you it's got beautiful, Shred. right? It's right on the – I mean, you can walk out anytime you want and go sit by the ocean and still hear the music and everything. That's so nice. It, dude, when we walked onto the lot of that thing, Apple and I both said, I haven't felt this since back in the day. Yeah, like, since the early 90s. Oh, damn, like that, huh? Yeah, it was it was like hardcore family at that thing. And people were out there like vending and shit? Yeah, there was some vending going on. Yeah, there was. Uh, they had a little shakedown going. And I, I think this year, from what I understand, uh, don't quote me on this, everybody, but I think they're expanding the shakedown and doing it different this year, so I think there's going to be even more. Well, are they still doing it around the stage? Because my favorite part is that they do it like right next to the stages, so you can like well, that's shop the around. Inside. That's, the, that's, that's the vending the on the inside. No, there was yeah. there was actual shakedown on the outside. Oh, okay. Remember, I bought that patch out there. Yeah, there was absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I went out a lot. It almost went over by because there's a lot of parking lot around there. That flea marketplace and everything. I mean, they mm. could expand dude. Yeah, it a lot. you you gotta come, man. Come hang out with us. Let's boogie at a show together, dude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I got excited because like. Billy started teasing Billy and the kids shit and I was like oh shit there's gonna be like a little Billy and the kids tour and then it was like I don't know some fucking like video shit from like a few years ago and I was like oh man is that it is that why he was teasing it and then all of a sudden like popped up at Boom. small versus and I was yeah. like oh okay yeah, I'm like cool it's and worth, like, it's yeah, worth we it we just got off a small Melvin tour dude like I honestly I was blessed to have seen like Melvin with Jerry back in the day me too I haven't heard Melvin sound this good since then. Like, I think John Kay being on this tour and, like, the way that Melvin and John Kay play off of each other, like, dude, like, yeah, man, I'm, like, 100% locked into Melvin right now. Well, He, he started messing with George before Kitty, too. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So yeah. we, we got to stay in touch, man, for sure. Yeah, definitely. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way to hook up there if, if you come out. And if not, we'll be doing at least one show back east next year for sure. So we'll we'll uh, we'll figure cool, it out yeah, one way or the know. other. I'm not sure 100% where we'll be at, but y'all are always welcome, obviously. Yeah, same here, man. If you ever make it out to the Pacific Northwest, Northwest we're in Portland. You got a place to crash and hang out, man. And we're trying. We're yeah. working on trying to get back huh. to the East Coast. Working It'll on happen next eventually. year, yeah. next year, sometime. So before before we take off, tell everybody where they can get to your stuff, man. Uh, straight up from the lot dot com. Um, from the lot on Instagram. Playdead dot online. Um, the Instagram is always playdead. Um, George the tour kitty on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, George is with the. He's funny, right? So that's the thing. Like you know, from a lot, I try to straightforward be like, I don't interject myself into it. Like I'm really trying to treat it like the archive. So like I won't really respond to people's comments. Like I won't get into the argument on, you know, Friday show. With yeah, you're just curious. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. But with George, like, yeah, I sort of found my new voice. So now I get to like comment on everybody's shit, I like including it. my own. <laughs> But from the point of my cat. <laughs> That's a perfect a good, platform. Yeah. That's what I saw that this morning. Yeah. And I, I, I love it, man. All right, man. Hey, I'm like, dude, how are you going to argue with a cat? You like, can't argue with a cat. cat. <laughs> Go ahead. You're just making yourself look stupid, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, you're arguing with like a 13 pound white little cat. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I got I to gotta say thank you to um, 
to Daniel for making this oh, happen yeah, for, for hooking us up, man. That was super cool of him. And, and you know what? I'm super stoked. We met brother. It's, I, I feel like yeah, we're, we're the same age. We, <laughs> we went to our first shows the same year. We are both into hardcore. Like we need to hook up, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Right, right on, I brother. My girl, um, Jordan's mom, Evelina, uh, her thing is satellite repairs. She's killing it right now. Right on. Awesome. Hell yeah. So everybody out there, go follow all that stuff. And, Stay tuned to this this cat because he's making moves. It's uh, yeah, cool. All right. right on, brother. You take care of yourself. Thanks, Thanks Mason. I really Thanks. appreciate it. it yeah. Nice meeting you. Nice yeah. you too, man. Right, Be safe out there. All right. Thank you. Okay, later. That's a trip. Yeah. A lot of similarities very, when we talk to these. Uh, well, what did he say? 48? I mean, 47? Yeah, he's 48. 48 50. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be 48 next week. Like, it's a very the, reoccurring story. Yeah. It seems to be a common... Common thread. Yeah. I, so you think about, like, the hero's journey or tr- common tropes. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, what I mean? Yeah. I wonder what, what, like, secret sauce or special thing or planets being aligned or whatever was going on then that was causing that to happen to so many of us. I, I think it's the sense of community. Because that's what, I mean, that's, like, he even said it when he was talking about it. Like, you go to a, a metal show, like it's it's hectic and sometimes violent. It's like what's going on with you on the inside. Yeah. It's, You're attracted to that because it's playing out before you. And then the older you get, you start to mature, and then you like soft rock. Like, yeah, I'm romantic. I like have I'm falling in okay. love. And then you're like, I don't. You having fun with life, so you just like have you know, bullshit music, whatever. And your just taste progress, and you're well. And the, it's the, like the a mirror in between what's going on with your body. But that one specifically just keeps happening yeah, well, over that, and over like and a, over again. Like there's these. What if it's like one of, of those like conspiracy theories? I think that, it's just a sense of family. I really do. Yeah, I think that maybe the '80s was tough for a lot of us because we came from broken homes, and a lot of us didn't have two parents in the house, and so the one parent that was in the house was working to pay for the house, so nobody was home. Yeah, it's very easy to take off and both be gone. of both of those scenes are kind of like the run away and do this kind of a scene. Right? Yeah. I'm going to be metal because my family. I'm going to go off into the world and follow the dead. Yeah, Grateful Dead wasn't like that. It wasn't like, I'm fucking... No, it, it, was. But it was. It was more like, it was, it was yeah. more like yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I, I don't get this anymore. I'm, I want to be there. But I just think about like the... I mean, him and I aren't the only ones. No, it's you know what I mean? Like, we've talked to several people now that come from that era, and it's this thing that happened over and over and over again to people still, that didn't know each other, and that's what I was just going to say, it's and it's still, still fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Same thing. But it's happening at, like, Dark Star shows and Ghost Light shows and Umphrey shows and Pigeon shows and, like, all over the place. It's this thing that's happening, and it's really beautiful it's the power of music yeah Mm. it's the power of music it's the power Power of love love. sing it (laughs) apple mel why you got one eye closed i was looking through my mic at the wall (laughs) all right 
Mel's she looks kind of like a hardcore rapper. Yeah. Got her hoodie on with fucking headphones <laughs> on. Fucking why not? Like, eh. bust a move, Mel. There you go. A little stink face. Oh, a one time. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that's, that's one one time. You get one time. Two times? No. No. no, no only one, one time. time. One time. Well, everybody out there, go to www.nosimpleroad.com one time. One yeah. time. Check out the gear tab. And get yourself a No Simple Road t-shirt because we talked about t-shirts on this show. So get one of those a good cool, time. cool hoodies. Yeah. It's it's the holidays uh-huh. and it's cold out. Mm-hmm. You should grab yourself one while they're nice still there. It's nice and warm. Yeah. It is warm. And Just mine is out right now. Right on. It is See? And all crusty. And Why is it crusty, so babe? Because I spilled coffee on it. There's some... They're good. They're solid shirts. They can really take a beat. She's giving it She's giving it the two true test. Yeah. yeah. Like just... All right. Yeah. And, um, you know, all the other stuff, uh, Instagram and Facebook and the groups and the things and the Patreons and the hoodads and the whatnots and take care of our sponsors and take care of each other and be nice and listen Love to the other another. stuff on Osiris and what else? Go out a good treat. Not, maybe not well, literally. Like, you don't have to do it literally. Enjoy yourself. You will get, get us. What kind of trees are you hugging that you just oh, get a shit. splinter? Thanksgiving is coming. Yeah, man. And Christmas and this holidays is are right around the corner, nope, everybody. They're here. All right. It's all about right family time. Here. We I love mean, you guys. I'm always here. Take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Hug one another. Hydrate. Hug a tree. Safety third. Breathe. We are sponsored by Air and Water. <sighs> oh, oh. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. to tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.